Greetings and salutations. I'm Jennifer Kennedy, the lead for quality at CHAP, and welcome to this month's CHAPcast. Today, I'm talking with a double duo here, and it's my pleasure to introduce Donette Threets from Home Care Homebase and our very own Teresa Harbour uh, to talk about patient-centered care plans and age-friendly care at home. Before we jump into all the good age-friendly stuff, um, I wanted to welcome Danette and um, actually ask you, Danette, if you could uh, talk a little bit about your organization and your role there. Hi, I'm Danette Threets. I'm with Home Care Own Base, and Home Care Own Base has been a leader in um, EMR that's available to anyone in the hospice space for many, many years now. I recently joined the team back in November, and I my primary focus is Director of Product Management with a focus on hospice. I have about 30 years in hospice experience, so I come with a lot of fun experience from that background and just really getting involved with this amazing group of folks who are fo focusing primarily on building a product that support hospice and hospice care. Well, that's so great. I'm glad a fellow hospice uh, person with that many years uh, is on the call uh, to talk about um, at least what you're, you're helping that uh, sect of the home care continuum do. Teresa, haven't had you on a chap cast before, have we? <laughs> no, this is my first. Well, welcome. So to glad to be cast. here. Yeah. <laughs> so for our listeners, could you tell a little bit about what you do here at CHAP? All right. Well, I am a registered nurse. I'll give you a little bit of history. Um, started in at hospice in 1990 at our local community hospice here where I live in North Carolina and just completely fell in love with care in the home and um, knew that's where I wanted to stay. And so I've been uh, either in home health or hospice ever since. Uh, so ooh, 33 years now. Quite some time. I've uh, been at CHAP for almost four years, be four years in September. I'm the chief operating officer here at CHAP and get to work with you, Jennifer, and other great people every day. Thanks, Teresa. Sounds like all three of us share that passion for um, community-based, home-based care. So this is going to be an exciting discussion today. And let's get to it. Um, we want to talk about age-friendly care, but we want to frame it in the terms of uh, the uh, the uh, patient-centered uh, plan of care, which is really so important, not only to um, hospice, but to home care, but to any uh, community-based service that is uh, provided at home. But we wanted to talk to the, uh, uh, this per a specific topic as it relates to age-friendly care. So I'm hoping some of you out there have uh, looked at our age-friendly care materials, um, that you know a little bit about it. What I'd like to do is give you the one minute or less description about age-friendly care, because uh, I really want to give time to um, Danette and Teresa to talk about the innovation of care planning and applying this particular model um, to older patients in the home. Age-friendly care uh, is specifically for 65, uh, age 65 years and older. We know that that population is exploding into the healthcare continuum and will continue to uh, be the highest served population probably for the next couple of decades. So they need a different approach. They need to be um, in charge of their care. They need to be partners in their care, and they need to have care that's 
specifically tailored to them being an older adult. So having a good patient-centered care plan is really important. It's individualized. But then when we apply that uh, perspective to someone who's in that older adult category, where I feel like we're pushing patient-centered care um, to the next level, if you will, in terms of individualizing it, partnering with that patient and their caregiver um, about what they really want to happen, what matters to them uh, in their uh in their space that they occupy today and every day moving forward. So with that said, that's probably more than uh, one minute of description about um, age-friendly care. Uh, Age-friendly care at home is something that uh, CHAP has uh, taken under our wing as a really interesting project. And we're so passionate about pushing it out the door. We developed age-friendly care standards Uh, And we uh, developed an age-friendly care certification program for those who want to put your toe in the water and um, be able to provide your older adults with a really um, wonderful care model as they age out. So with all of that said, um, I'm going to swing over to Danette here. And there are some interesting things that Home Care Home Base is doing uh, with center uh, patient-centered care planning and age-friendly. Is that fair to say? Yes, very, very fair to say. I think it's great when you think about the concept of providing patient-centered care, and then you apply the four M's that are a part of age-friendly care. And it's, you think about it and you go in the patient's home and you're like, okay, so what do I do with this? One of the great things that a software can do is help to guide that discussion, prompt the user to ask certain questions, to ask what's important to you, what matters right now, what really matters for your life. And as you're completing that assessment and developing that most important plan of care, not only to make it specific, because sometimes, you know, the regs say make it specific and you're like, okay, so how do I do that now? Um, Do I say she like cats? Well, if the cat matters, then yeah, it's important. So it's that ability to help that clinician think through, how do I create that plan of care that focuses on this patient, this family, and also focus on what matters to them and create that in a way that the rest of the team can come around and support the care that's needed at that point in that patient's life. So Home Care on Base has built that plan of care to provide that tool to help with that. Donette, I got to tell you, I'm so excited that Home Care Home Base did this. I've been out on the road for a couple of months, you know, talking about age-friendly care at home with both home care and hospice providers. And, you know, they're, they're slow to warm up to, to the approach. You know, once I think I, that they've, I've got them and that they understand it, the next big thing they say is, well, guess what? Our EMR doesn't support it. So it's going to, we feel that it would be a heavier lift in terms of logistics. 
techniques to um, apply this framework. And they're right, because sometimes if you have something that is so structured that you can't say what the patient want is, da 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 what really matters is for me to stay at home, surrounded by my family, and I need you to take care of my medication in a way that allows me to do that. I want you to watch how I'm thinking to make sure I am alert for when my grandbaby comes through the door or that granddaughter, you know, that granddaughter that, you know, needs my attention to be able to talk to that person and do what's important to me right now. You need the flexibility in the way that the software is structured to allow you to do that. And the patient-centered care plan allows that clinician to create that plan in a way that is meaningful, not only to that patient, but also to the care provider. You know, I also think as I'm, I'm listening to you talk, I'm thinking, you know, one of the things I think that age-friendly care does is sort of push providers out of uh the, the things that they've always done and they've, you know, they, oh, we do this, we do this, we do this. Meaning, and, and here's a good example. When I was um, talking to a group, I forget which state, but, and it was a hospice group and they said, oh, we, we, we already know what matters to the patient. Well, they might know what matters in a very little space. Um, they're not looking at the broader, the bigger, what matters to that patient. And, uh, I think from what I'm hearing from you, your, uh, your innovative, um, EMR will help push them to think a little bit bigger than what they have been used to. Most definitely, because oftentimes it's given to in your check-in. And, you know, I was having a conversation with someone else and they're saying, you know, it's like critical thinking is gone. I don't nest, I don't get the opportunity to sit down and think about, okay, I've assessed all of this. What is the problem? Well, you don't have to think about it. Ask the patient and family, what is important to you right, right now? What matters? What do you really want to work on? You've been having pain. Is it important to you that that pain get decreased down to zero? And that caregiver may say, or that patient may say, not if it means I'm not going to be able to interact. So get me to the point where I can still interact. I can still do what's important to me. That is what care at this point in life is really about, to allow that individual to direct their care, not just to, you know, actively show up, but to actively direct it. And I think that's what's really unique about age-friendly care. And when you take it and that old patient-centered care that's been around for eons now, that helps us to build, it, to build that relationship, to be able to get a framework that's evidence-based that you can then incorporate into software and also help with the quality of care that is provided and make that family feel as if they're living their life to the fullest for as long as they have Oh my gosh, well stated. You know, the critical thinking, that's a whole nother podcast, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Just throwing it out there. All uh-huh. right. Well, we have another sort of exciting um, uh, development here with dual verification, um, home care, home base. And Teresa, I want to invite you into this conversation because, you know, you've had a lot to do um, with the verification process at CHAP. Absolutely. So first of all, you know, congratulations on being our first EMR to achieve age friendly care at home CHAP verification. Uh, I know that there was a lot of work went into that, um, you know, and it's definitely going to pay off in regards to the delivery of high quality patient-centered care. So you know, I, I just want to provide just a little bit of uh, feedback um, on what we've been hearing 
uh, from some of our home care, home-based customers in regards to going through our pilot site visits and becoming age-friendly care at home certified. Um, you know, and talking about the person-centered care plans, you know, the feedback that I have heard from clinicians is that it truly makes it interdisciplinary and it saves so much time. So, you know, so here you are, you know, working with you know, clinicians that don't have a lot of time and they're saying that you know, it saves time. Um, so I just wanted to, to share that with you. That's one of the things that I've heard about the, the patient-centered care plans. Um, but yeah, the dual verification in, in the, the workbooks, um, the, the guidebooks that you know, Catherine had, had developed, um, completely outstanding. Um, how she took, you know, the four M's and laid that out and explained through the guidebooks um, with screenshots and, and, you know, where to go into home care home base um, to document this, where it's not adding extra work to clinicians. You know, this is all part of the workflow. So, I mean, great, great job with, with the guidebooks. And I believe they're on your customer experience portal uh, for your customers to be able to access. So, uh, yes, okay, are. great, great. Yeah, but, but the dual verification, um, you know, not only verifying your home health and hospice platforms to ensure that they meet our CHAP standards, then that, that additional component, having them um, you know, verified to make sure it meets our age-friendly care at home standards. So, so kudos to Home Care Home Base for that. Um, so when you're looking at being able to capture those those four M's, um, you know, part of the, the the pilot site visits that we we accomplished is that, you know, we don't want extra work added to clinicians. And I mentioned before, you know, the the patient-centered care plans, you know, saves time, does not add additional work, uh, but just the whole approach itself does not add work to clinicians. And, you know, being able to capture that in the EMR um, is, is critical and key, being able to identify, just like what you said, you know, what matters to that patient and how it's impacting um, or how medications could impact what matters, you know, mobility, mentation, and having that captured in your EMR that's getting pushed in to the plenty care so that every clinician going into the home knows this is what matters. I mean, that's really going to move the needle on patient outcomes. You know, I, I can't agree more. And I know you get very passionate, Teresa, when you talk about um, age-friendly care in the home. You know, you were out there on our pilot. You saw some of the reactions of the clinicians. You know, what are they saying? I mean, do they feel like it's really helping them, that this approach is helping them um, work better with their patients? Absolutely. And in having, you know, worked in, in many home health and hospices, I can tell you as a case manager, anytime administration brought anything to us clinicians, you know, I'd be like, oh, you know, here goes the eye rolling. And, you know, this is going to add so much work and it's not going to have a positive impact on patients. But with this pilot and the feedback that we got from clinicians, and we, we heard all of this with our work with the Johnny Harford Foundation and IHI, that, you know, in, in the American Hospital Association, that, you know, clinicians like it. And, and we heard that, but we actually got to experience that and see that and feel that um, and hear that from the clinicians in the, in the pilot site visits that, you know, th the statement was, we love this because we get to be clinicians. Right. And they're seeing the positive outcome of this. You know, we, we make home visits during our site visits. And during the home visits, patients knew their goals. So here you've got clinicians loving something 
and patients know their goals, that's a huge win. What more could you ask for with that? I mean, truly looking at, you know, value-based care models, you know, having that improved patient outcomes and improved patient satisfaction, this just goes hand in hand with that. Yeah, I believe that too. And I I really think it pushes clinicians. um, Like I said, I think some clinicians get a little bit stagnated when they're in a particular um, area for a long time. Um, but, But I feel like this is something that would sort of push them, push their skill set um, farther than maybe they have been exercising it um, previously. So uh, I, I know that, as I said, I've been out and about and not all clinicians are like on board, but they're like marinating. You could see they're marinating about it, you know? Um, but I, I do believe it, it may take just a little bit of time um, for some to, to sort of embrace this as a, um, not only is it better quality practice and care, but it's going to, you know, as you said, move our, our uh, needle forward in the whole quality space. A- absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I think that, you know, just getting past, I mean, once again, hearing the, you know, the conversations that, you know, and this is not a project. I mean, it's, it's a framework. Um, you know, it's what clinicians have to get to the point, they going through the training, you know, that does add a little work to, you know, to the clinicians and to the team, just learning about age-friendly care, you know, how to have those conversations about, you know, what matters to the patient, how to identify some of those high-risk meds that, you know, older, adult, older adults should not be taken, um, and how, you know, to constantly keep in, on the top of your mind, you know, mentation and looking at, of course, you know, during our initial assessments, we capture and screen for, you know, depression, dementia, you know, those type of things. But then, you know, keeping that top of mind during every home visit that you make as well. Um, and same thing with mobility. We often do screenings on admission for mobility, you know, home safety assessments, fall risk, those type of things. But once again, just keeping that on top of mind with every visit that this is truly a framework. So once they understand that this is truly not adding any work, it's changing kind of their mindset and just implementing the, the framework during the workflow and being then once again able to capture that in home care home base and making updates to that plan of care. When you're talking about, you know, patient-centered care, this completely equals age-friendly care at home. Absolutely. That, that is what it's all about. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and Danette, the software approach that you've developed is really going to help to greater individualize that patient's plan of care to a better degree, which CMS always has a problem with the care isn't, doesn't look individualized, right? So do you feel like that um, your, your care plan that you developed here really helps to accomplish that? It really does. It provides a lot of tools to help that clinician think through those pieces. It allows a clinician even something as simple or complex, I should say, as medication. It gives that medication information to say, hey, um, you know, these are the side effects. These are the interactions. So you can discuss with the physician. And then as you're developing that plan of care, if the patient goal is to continue to be as mobile as possible, every decision you're making and you're documenting as interventions that the teams are going to provide can be aligned to whatever that goal is because you're able to clearly state what that goal is. It's not a matter of being in a box where you have to stay in this box. You're able to go in and say, this patient would like their pain 
though we don't like it, they would like their pain to stay at a four just so that they can be alert for. And you may continue to educate on ways you can achieve it with bringing it lower, but to be able to have the team understand that this is this patient's choice at this point. I remember my most difficult hospice patient was a patient who wanted to experience pain for redemption of her family member. I didn't conceptualize it. It wasn't my way of thinking. Mine is get rid of my pain. But for her, it was important. Mm -hmm. And to have those types of discussion capture that. So when you're being surveyed, you can read it and see this is why it was that way. This was her choice. This is what she wanted. And we respected that. However, we also educated. We did do all these other things to be able to clarify that easily in a framework that is not so prescriptive, but it have enough prescriptive to guide you. I think that is really important in any EMR today. And that's what we're providing. To that is customers. so great because with that consistency, we can measure and, you know, we can't say um, this or that without having data from measurement. Right. So I love that idea um, of having uh, consistent documentation. It's all right there. Then we can measure the outcome of um, the application of age friendly care. So kudos to you, Danette, and your team um, for uh, developing this important documentation system. You know, age friendly care, I really feel is um, is going to be uh, the healthcare continuum's future, at least for the next um, several decades. So um, when we have, uh, you know, partners like you who are willing to um, make the investment in capturing all that information so providers um, have a little bit of a logistics edge, that's a win-win for everybody, for sure. Thank you. All right. Well, we're at uh, the end of our time here. So I wanted to ask each of you if you had any closing thoughts for all the listeners out there in podcast land today. Danette. Hmm, closing thoughts. My closing thought would be to continue to grow um, because it has never been done doesn't mean it cannot be done. This is just an amazing opportunity um, to bring two ways of thinking together within a scope of a tool, which is what any EMR is. It's a tool. Use it to the best of your ability to capture the excellent work that you're already doing at the bedside. We have been taught through hospice for years. We need to do patient family-centered care. This just provides that framework to say this is how you do patient family care. You ask them this question. You make sure you understand this. And then your plan needs to reflect what's important to them, what matters to them. It's simple. Yeah, it may be complex at times, but it's worth the journey. It's worth the thought. It's worth you feeling as a clinician that, oh, my gosh, I'm back to doing what I came into healthcare to do. I can make a difference. I can see the difference. It's been my perception in the years in hospice that if you're working on your goal, you'll never achieve it because no one who's dying is going to spend time achieving your goal. If you figure out what that patient and family goal is, chances are they are going to achieve their goal and you'll be there to see the smiles. You'll be here to see the laughter, even through the tears. And that's pretty much what we're all about, making sure that for the time folks have life, they're living the best quality life that they can. 
and Home Care on Base is here to support oh, that journey. That was so well stated. Thank you. Thank you so much. Teresa, final thoughts from you. How can I, I just? That? I don't even think you can, honestly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was a mic drop right there. So. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I will say that, you know, our, um, our number one deficiency that we see is always around, you know, care planning, you know, coordination of care, care planning, you know, IDG, you know, that, that, you know, completely looped around um, that. Um, with person-centered care planning, that eliminates, you know, our top deficiency when you make it about that patient and having the interventions and goals um, that truly surrounds, you know, what matters to the patient. Um, you know, you're going to deliver them that high quality care. And, and like you said, you know, being able to meet those patients and families goals, uh, which is, you know, why we all started in hospice anyway, right. is to, you know, be able to, to do that, to help that patient achieve their final wish is to die at home with family. Thanks, Teresa. So, so, Thanks yeah, so much. Yeah. And that was actually a very nice follow-up to Dennis, <laughs> for sure. Oh, yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. And there's nothing I can say to top that. So what I'll do is just thank everybody uh, for joining the podcast today. I like to learn something new uh, every day. So I really feel like I did accomplish that goal with you ladies today. So thank you for that. Um, the CHOP team and I thank all of you out there for taking time out of your day to plug into our podcast. From all of us, stay safe and well, and thanks for all you do. Mm-hmm.